What's going on family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. Buy the shoes if you know you're gonna wear them. But my thing is don't buy, don't spend money on clothing items so that you can have that as compound interest for you. No, invest that into the stock market because while the Jordans will go from 500, let's be honest, to 1,500 to 2,000, eventually it's gonna stop. But what if you put that same $500 into the stock market? That 500 becomes 1,500. That 1,500 now becomes 2,700. That 2,700 now becomes 3,300. That 3,300 now becomes $5,000. Your Jordans are not going to scale like that. So eight out of 10 Americans are living paycheck to paycheck and are in debt. 32% say that they would like to be debt free, <laughs> but only actually about 20% of them actually receive it. This is these are stats from Bankrate. A recent study just came out and found out that um, a lot of people who live paycheck to paycheck even make over six figures. So people who make $250,000 are still living paycheck to paycheck and are still drowning in debt. That's because a lot of Americans have bad money habits that are keeping them from getting out of debt. That's keeping them from really maximizing their opportunity to win with money. And since 45% of all daily behaviors, 45% are all daily behaviors, they're automatic. And there are things that we should put into place to help us get out of debt. So today I'm gonna to be sharing the five most expensive money habits that are keeping you in debt, that are keeping you from um, accomplishing your goals and your dreams. Because when you can see what's holding you back, that's when we can make the necessary adjustments so we can win in life when it comes to money. Let me push, make sure I put my phone on uh, do not disturb because I want to make sure that I am properly giving you all exactly um, 
my full attention on today's show because I'm really, really excited about what we're going to be talking about. And if I can keep it real with you all, money habits, the, the, the negative money habits that I had, um, that was the reason why. Those were the reason, those, those negative money habits were the reason why I was not able to get out of debt. Um, that was the reason why I got into debt. And I really want to just share with you the five things that as I am counseling people, as I am coaching people, um, as I am mentoring people, these are the most common five money habits that I just didn't see in the people who I'm mentoring. But these were the same money habits that I struggled and sometimes still struggle with. I'm going to be real with you because I teach money doesn't mean that I am perfect. No, it means that I know my weaknesses. I know what it what what could be a negative trait, and I know how to accomplish um, getting over those negative things. But before I actually break these things down, I you know what you know we are in the month of July. Um, I am on vacation this month. I'm enjoying uh, you know taking a break. But you know I'm really excited about really the second part of the year because we are growing tremendously. Over 380,000 people on, on YouTube, hundreds of thousands downloading on our podcast, and several hundred thousands watching us throughout all of the social media platforms. So if you really enjoy this content, help me. Well, how about we do this? Let's partner together and get this message out there some more. So if you can, make sure you hit the thumbs up. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you've just been rocking with us and if you enjoy this content. And then also, listen, it's the summer month. And what I really enjoy about the summer month is, man, um, a lot of you all are going to be traveling this summer. Hey, I'm traveling. Um, I'm, I'm going all over the place this summer. But you know what? I'm not going inside of my emergency fund. But I did have a, a summer fund savings account set aside uh, to where I could actually enjoy. So this month, I'm actually enjoying it. Um, I'm going to be using my prize pool savings account. Uh, this is the number one savings account, in my opinion, because you may want to travel this this uh, summer. You may want to start saving for Christmas that's coming up. You may want to start saving for a house uh, that you're saving for. I want to encourage you uh, to park your emergency funds with me over at Prize Pool. Not only are they going to give you a high interest rate for just letting your money sit there, but man, they give away weekly, daily, and even monthly grand prizes for you just sitting there. So let's say for an example, you have $1,000 sitting in your account and you let it sit there for three days. They're going to give you nearly 3,000 tickets to go towards uh, grand prizes that'll be anywhere from ten dollars to $20,000 to even weekly prizes that are $500 to $1,000. And here's the thing. You are guaranteed not to lose your income. They they almost bring back this whole like gambling thing to your money. But you get money is safe. It's secure. FDIC insured. You're going to get a very high interest rate uh, when it comes to your savings account. And then also you may win some weekly and monthly and even daily prizes. So go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash savings. That is anthonyoneal.com forward slash savings. Try them out. There's no minimum balance that you got to put in there to open up the account. And if you're saving for something like a house, vacation, um, a, a fun savings account, maybe saving for the next TV, hey, park it over there at Prize Pool. Join me. You'll love it. That's where I park mine at. Uh, but one of the things when it comes to uh, what are the five most expensive money habits uh, that I'm seeing? And I talk about this a lot. 
But I really wanted to, to really address this again because here's why. We're going into the second part of the year, um, you know, and the very first thing that I really want to call out, okay, not having a clear vision, aka a budget for your money, a written plan for your money. I was with one of my friends um, and this particular individual said, I know how to make money. I'm just not good at managing the money. I'm going to say this one more time. This particular friend of mine said, hey, Ayo, I know how to make it. I can go out there and make 100000 But I also know I'm not good at managing the money. And I said, do you know why you're not good at managing the money? And this particular individual said, why? I said, because you don't actually tell your money what to do. Like you, you haven't really sat down and said, hey, this is where you're going. This is where we're going. This is how we're going to get there. You're going to go over here and pay mortgage. You're going to go over here and pay the car note if you have a car note. You're going to go over here and you're going to pay our insurance policy. You're going to go over here and you're going to feed us. We're literally not taking the time out to, to, to write the plan for our money so we can make the money. But now the money owns us and we're not telling the money what to do. So you need a budget. You need a vision. You need a clear path to get out of debt. You need a clear path to build wealth. You need a clear written path so you can accomplish where you want to go. You just can't wing it. You, you, you can't just sit here and be like, yo, what about like, yo, it's cool. We can do this. No, you cannot do that. My dad used to always teach me. I'll never forget. It was two o'clock in the morning in Oceanside, California. I was in the seventh grade. I want to say the sixth or the seventh grade. And my dad um, in California, he had his office in the gym. I mean, not in the gym. <laughs> he had his office in the garage. And uh, every time he would, after dinner, he'll go spend some time in the garage. Uh, my dad would pray. He would meditate. He would do his thing. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm telling you right now, it was absolutely. Uh, now that I'm older, my dad was wise. My dad was smart. Uh, my dad was really, really focus. And it was two o'clock in the morning one day and he woke me up and he said, hey, what does this say? And on the whiteboard, he had a big whiteboard above his desk. And it was so funny is I laugh because I actually have a blackboard on the side of my desk. And on top of that blackboard, it has these six P's. It was two o'clock in the morning. He says, what does that say, son? I remember looking at the board and my eyes was halfway open because I was sleepy. And I was like, Proper, prior planning prevents poor performances. He was like, and what does that mean? I said, I don't know, dad. I, I don't know. Well, my mom heard my dad and they're talking to me and he didn't wake up my little sister. He didn't wake up my little brother. He woke up me and he said, proper prior planning prevents poor performances. And he said, son, to be successful in life, you have to properly, priorly, the key P there is prior. And, and the next key word there was plan. You have to plan prior before going into the next month. You have to plan before going into something. You got to have a strategic plan. A plan doesn't guarantee 100% uh, results, but it guarantees the best possible results. Ooh, that's good. 
It doesn't guarantee that what you put on paper is going to 110% work. But what it does guarantee is the best possible results as much as possible. And as I got older, I was like, Pops, I get what you're saying now. What you, what you were teaching me, he didn't even know what he was teaching me was, if you want to be successful with money, before the month even begins, properly, priorly plan that month. Because if you sit down and you you plan prior before the month, it's going to prevent you from spending money in areas you shouldn't be spending money on. Watch this, though. It will also allow you to enjoy spending money in the areas that you want to spend. I am a car guy. I have spent six figures. I'm going to be real with you on cars. But you know what? You know why I have no problem saying what I'm saying? It's because I, I, I had a plan. Oh, I just feel like teaching. I feel like teaching. I feel good right now. Uh, I feel good. Because here's the thing. You hear me say, and you'll hear like, you know, my friend Dave Ramsey and Ramsey Solutions, and you hear other financial advisors, have a budget, have a budget, and, you know, a budget this and a budget that. And that's cool. That's great. I, 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 I'm, I'm right there 110% with them, right? But I've even stepped it further. Like, I, I even went further with my, my plan, right? It's, I actually, at the, at the, and during December, when I take off, right, I always take off every December, I sit down and say, okay, what are some of the money accomplishments that I, that I really want to do in a month, in a year that's coming up? So in 2021, I sat down and said, hey, what do I want to do in the year of 2022 financially? I said, all right, cool. I want to move. All right, bet. Okay, cool. I want to, I want to go ahead and purchase the, the ultimate dream car. I said, cool. Um, I want to be able to, you know, get my dog, uh, get her training to the top level because she's a protection trained dog. Right. So I went ahead and got that money and, and wrote that down. Um, and the house, I said, I'm going to want to put some money into the house and build a studio. Right. I'm going to do that. And then also I said, hey, I want to even eventually buy in the year 2022 um, a, a standalone studio that me and my team can go to and shoot there. So I wrote down like all of my goals. And then what I did was in December, I said, all right, what, what is the bare minimum I can make every single month guaranteed for the year? So I looked at all my brand deals. I looked at all of my speaking engagements. I estimated my speaking engagements, actually. I looked at all of my different sources of income and said, all right, this is the bare minimum that I know. And so what I did was I actually wrote the plan for the entire year. And then I worked myself back to where I was like, all right, cool. This is going to be Q1. This is going to be Q2. This is going to be Q3. This is going to be Q4. Then I went back to, all right, we're getting Q1. Here's our monthly budget. And my monthly budget got me to my quarter budget. My quarter budget got, gets me to my yearly budget. And I'll be honest with you all. I've been able to accomplish everything thus far. We still got another five, six months to go. Uh, but, you know, because I sat down and I properly priorly planned is preventing poor performances for the year 2022. Am I, have I accomplished 100% of everything? No. Have I had to make some adjustments inside of my vision for my money? Absolutely. But the key thing is that I'm teaching you is if you really want to get out of debt and if you really want to build wealth, you got to be strategic in how you approach and deal with your money. And the best way to do that is you got to have a vision slash budget. And I love the word vision more so than budget because I'm like, the vision brings life. Ooh, that's so good. Vision brings life to our money. It brings, it. it's an assignment. Budget sounds like jail to some of you all. I don't mind the word budget. I have no problem saying I'm on a budget because I'm on a budget doesn't mean I'm broke. No, but I get it. 
So my thing is, you got to have a vision for your life. You got to have a vision for your money and make sure the two are congruent. Make sure that they work hand in hand. So what is your vision for the remaining part of this year? What are you doing? Okay. I want you to write that clearly down. What are you doing for the remaining part of this year? And then write down your budget. I want you to spend the next, the rest of this week, whenever you're watching, spend the next seven days. I want you to literally get in your account and I want you to write down what is the budget for your, for, 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 all right. So listen, um, I know you're probably saying, Anthony, okay, cool. You've talked about this, but, but what, how do we do this? All right. So let me go, let me very quickly, let me go through budgeting 101 for you very quickly. I use a zero based format. Now the best app out there for a zero based format is every dollar. That is the app that I use to do my budgeting still to this day. And what I love about every dollar is it's going to make you spend every single dollar on paper. So at the very top, you're going to, it's, you're going to write down your income right? What do you have coming in? This could be child support. This could be alimony. This could be, you know, a job. This could be from entrepreneurship. If you're older, this could be from your retirement check, 401k. Uh, you're pulling interest from your stocks, whatever that is. If you're into crypto and you're getting paid off of crypto, whatever kind of income you have coming in, you're going to list all of it. I don't care if you got $5 coming in from, you know, this thing that you dropped over here. I, I don't care. List all of your income, okay? And then you're gonna list all of your expenses. That's number two. Every single expense. This is gonna be from, you know, your weave to your shoes to your socks to your nails to your $5 apps to your $1.99 app uh, to any and everything that you know you're gonna spend money on. You're gonna list all those expenses, all right? Then what you're going to do is you're going to track your spending throughout the entire month. So anytime you swipe your debit card, anytime you go out there and you spend cash, you're going to go to your every dollar app and you're going to go to the section that you just spent in. So if you went and you bought uh, $25 into food, what you're going to do is you're going to go to your food allowance and deduct $25. Your, your, your budget, every dollar app should be matching your bank account. Okay. If, 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 if you have more in the bank account than you have in your budget, then you need to go in and balance that out. If you have less, you need to go in there, balance it out. I check my budget before I check my actual bank account. I, I I'm always referencing back to the vision for my life. I'm always referencing back to, okay, this is where I say I want to go. Am I here? I should be here. Let me go check reality. Am I here in a bank account? My vision is my navigation for life, not my bank account. I'm telling my bank account what to do. So throughout the entire month, throughout the entire month, I am spending time and I'm tracking my expenses. And then towards that last week of the month, here's what I'm doing. I'm writing a new vision for the next month. Now watch this. Writing a new vision um, should not be difficult because you were really not writing a brand new vision. What we're doing is we're moving the vision from July into August, from August into September. Now, because for an example, I have a family reunion that I need to go to here soon, right? And 
What I'm doing is, all right, cool. I got to set aside a certain amount of money, a certain amount of money for that. I get air flights. I mean, I got to get flights. I got to get a hotel. I got to get a rental car. So that's more expenses. So what I'm going to do is when I move my budget over from July over to August, for an example, right? What I got to do is go back into that because the budget's going to be 90% done. And I got to go in there and say, all right, cool. Um, I need to add in family vacation, family reunion. And then I got to make some adjustments on my budget so that way I'm not spending more than what I have coming in. And then also, I actually live on less, way less than what I actually make when it comes to, you know, my income. So you got to track it and you got to make a new one. But, you know, everything that I've talked about, right, everything that I've said when it comes to the vision, um, that where there is no vision, that's where people perish. And the reason why people perish when they do have a vision is because they didn't stick to the vision. If you didn't stick to the vision, it means that your vision wasn't strong enough to convict you to stick to it. The reason why some of us are not sticking to our budget is because here's why. You never really answered why. You never really spent the time to say, why do I want what I want? What is it that I, that, that I desire? Why do I want to be debt free? Why do I want financial freedom? Why do I want to pay off my mom's house? Why? Why? I think that's a question that you should ask yourself going into the next year. Why? Why do you want the financial freedom that you desire? Man, I, I'm telling you, I, I can't I can't wait to get married and be like, babe, let's let's get up and go to Hawaii. It's Thursday and say, babe, let's go to Hawaii tomorrow. My family growing up, we never did that. We never had family vacations. What is that? The only kind of family vacation we had was get up and go to my grandma's house. We didn't get away and go to Alaska. My parents couldn't take us to Disney World, Disneyland like that. They, we didn't go out of the country as a family. The reason why I'm able to stick to my vision is because when I think about the freedom I'm going to have for my wife gets me so excited. The freedom and the options and the opportunities I'm going to have for my family gets me so excited. What's your why? One of the, one of the habits that you gotta avoid is not having a vision and not having a why behind your vision when it comes to your money. You have to get on the vision and you have to be willing to adapt and adjust your, your monthly vision until you can really get it nailed down. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, some of you all are gonna feel convicted, you're gonna get, a, you're gonna get on a budget, then you're gonna get discouraged because your budget didn't really work out the first month. Here's the thing. Give yourself some grace. Give yourself a solid three months to do this. Once you get past that third month, I guarantee you, if you are honest, you are going to love the You're going to have freedom. You're going to have freedom. Y'all saw the video of me walking to go buy my mom a $3,000 purse. Man, 
I, I wasn't tripping because you know what? It was in my budget and I had the freedom. When I purchased my car, I purchased the ultimate dream car. It felt good to walk in there because I gave myself permission to do it. Because it was in my budget and it's been in my budget for a long time. I was saving for it. I don't think y'all remember, but a couple of years ago, I turned in my BMW and then my uncle hooked me up with a, uh, a Porsche, right? But he hooked me up so much. To he was like, hey, rock with this for a certain amount of time and we're going to go ahead and get your ultimate. But it was in my budget. I was planning. I was strategizing. I was properly, priorly planning for the things that I desired. And if you join me on that, I promise you, you'll be successful. Here's here's number two. Here's the number two habit that I that as I am as I am coaching, as I am mentoring, as I am studying, uh, this is something that I think we all we I'm saying we I'm not saying you I'm saying we you you and I have to watch. And number two is is, is eating out and overspending on food. Man, I, I, I remember I went to. Um, I went to the grocery store one day, man, and I went there. Actually, last month, and I went there, and I was hungry. Man, I was getting everything that I knew I liked because I was thinking I'm about to eat all of it right now. I got home, and I realized I didn't buy groceries. I purchased a bunch of snacks. Like, I, I didn't go in there with the plan. I didn't go in there and say, all right, get some, get some turkey, get some ground beef, you know, get some chicken, get this. Man, I came out there with some Oreo cookies. I came out of there with some gummies. I came out there with some Kool-Aid, some iced tea, some, uh, some chips, some barbecue chips with that ranch dip. I mean, I, I got home and I was like, I didn't get no groceries. I had a bunch of snacks. What? And then check this out. On my way home from the grocery store, but all these snacks still stopped by and picked me up something to eat. So I, I went to the grocery store to get some food so I can go home. I'm keeping in a buck about myself, y'all. Got the groceries. Didn't even make it home. I passed this nice little home cooking spot. Got me a nice little uh, shrimp po' boy with some sweet tea, half lemonade. Get home. I tear it up. Then when I go to put the groceries up, I'm like, I ain't got no groceries. Everything's going in my cabinet. No meats. No nothing. It's all cabinet stuff. And I was like, Anthony. Anthony. So it's like, for me now, what I do is, I, I literally, I, I promise you, this is what I tell myself. Before I go into any grocery store, I go in there with a list. And I do not go in there when I'm hungry. The average household throws away $640 of food each year and spends $3,008 annually just on eating out. Listen, the average person in America um, is going to be making in between $38 to about $44,000. That's gross. So if we're looking at $38 as a single person, that means you're making about $30,000. Take $3,000 off of that $30,000, that means that person is making $27,000. Take their rent off of that thing, that means they're down to about right at about $10,000 to, $10 to $15,000 a year that they have to spend. So we're not talking about the average car note out there. We're not talking about the living expenses. And then right now, with inflation being high as heck right now, that this study was from last year. So we're probably up right now when it comes to, you know, food and eating out.
Okay. But I really want you to think about this. Um, if you eat at home instead of eating out, let's just say at least 80 to 90% of the time, you could be saving yourself about $3,000 a month, I mean, a year on just from eating out. Now, I'm not saying never eat out because, I mean, that's that's not realistic. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you don't need to eat out at all. No. Um, my thing is at make adjustments. Make some major adjustments. If you're eating out at 100%, okay, eat out. Start off by saying, you know what? We're going to eat out 25% of the time. I was um, talking to, um, I wouldn't say my new trainer, but one of my good friends is he's a uh, college athletic director and he is responsible for keeping them you know healthy and in shape and eating right and working out there's a lot with the nfl there's a lot in the d1 schools and he was like anthony my strategy is for me when he's on his regiment right he says 80 80 20 eat 80 percent clean and then just enjoy 20 percent he said because sometimes what what reason why people do not get to the success that they desire whether this is getting out of debt, whether this is building wealth, whether this is get losing weight, whether this is losing and picking up muscle. He was like, they try to go 100% in. They go 100% in for 30 days, but then they realize they cannot maintain that lifestyle. So they give up. He was like, so my philosophy is, all right, cool. If you're eating unhealthy 100%, start off eating healthy 60%. And then as you improve your body and your body grows, you know, let's go to 70%. As that gets more comfortable, let's go to 80%. Then he says, when you get to 80%, just live right there because you can maintain that. So that simply means out of seven days out of the week, Anthony, at least 45% of the week, uh, 45 days out of the week, I'm eating good. And then I'm enjoying, I'm eating chicken and waffles. I'm having macaroni and cheese. Like I'm enjoying myself because I can maintain that. And so what I'm telling you all is, man, you know what? Let's maybe eat at home 80% of the month. And then leave room with inside of your vision and your budget for your money to enjoy 20% of the month. Maybe go out to dinner. It's a date night. Maybe that's, you know, treating yourself out to a nice steak at, you know, Prime Steakhouse or Eddie V's or Ruth Chris. I don't know. But the key thing here is we are, we are one, sticking to the budget. Two, inside of that budget, we're giving ourselves some allowance to go out. Maybe that may be 100, 200 bucks for the month for you. I don't know. But whatever that is... 80% of it, you're eating home. You're, you're, you're eating at home. You want a steak? Get that steak at the crib. Okay? You, you want to go out there and get you a nice little cocktail? Hey, mate, get that cocktail at the crib. Okay? You want some wine? Hey, go pop that bottle in your, in your refrigerator at the crib. All right? I really want you to stay focused on your goals. Because eating out is costing us money. Think about it. That is $3,000 invested. You're, that is gold. That, that is gold. That's more than $100 a month that you could be putting into your retirement. And I'm going to do a whole video on the power of $100, even still during inflation. We have that coming up either this month or next month. I can't remember. Uh, but I'm doing a video on the power of just $100 on how if you invest $100, how that can still mean millions for you. But are you investing it properly? We're gonna talk about it. That's why you need to hit that subscribe button. That's why, okay? That's why you need to hit the thumbs up button if you like this video. That's why, that's why you need to be subscribing because you shouldn't be missing content like this and you should be sharing this content, all right? Because there is power inside of the $100.
Now, before we get to the last, the last three items, you know, one of the things that when I, when I was looking at this is um, I want to go back to like division, right? I really want to go back to like division. What is the vision for our money? What is the vision for where we are going? What are we accomplishing? And one of the key things that I think is not really a, a negative habit, but I think it's a negative thought that's preventing us from building wealth is that we don't need, um, um, we, we want home ownership, but it's like, hey, I don't think I can become a homeowner. And I just want to sit here and just tell you all right now that one of the greatest ways to build wealth is to be a homeowner. Uh, one of the greatest ways that we as an African-Americans and minorities can you know, close that wealth gap is by becoming homeowners. And I know some of y'all watching right now saying, Anthony, I'm struggling with my credit or Anthony, I'm having I'm having some issues and I can't find no one to finance me or Anthony, I have no debt. And I hear that people say you need to have you know, some credit when it comes to getting a homeowner, becoming a homeowner. And y'all, I, I just want to say that I'm, I'm excited to be partnering with my friends over there at Church Hill Mortgage. You can go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash Churchill. They will be in today's show notes. Um, but y'all, they have partnered with me to help you get into a home. If you want to get into a home this month, you know, this fall or next year, I want you to go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash Churchill and fill out an application and let them walk you through the process. Let them assess where you are. And I think a lot of you all from my tribe will be ready to purchase today. No one's beating their interest rates. No one's moving as quick as them. And they're going to give you a certified pre-approval within a matter of 24 to 48 hours, right? So this means you are 90% approved for your loan. You don't have to worry about nothing because everything goes through manual underwriting before you get that certified you know approval letter and then on top of that they're going to give you another letter saying hey especially with today's market being so high and people are losing out on homes because cash is coming in or they're getting into a bidding war man they're going to give you an extra five grand to put with your earnest money to guarantee the seller that you are a solid buyer and that they're going to be moving quickly and if anything was to happen if anything was to happen and you all had to back out of the loan because of something between yourself and Churchill that they will let the seller know you can keep that $5,000. But I love Churchill. They have financed all of my homes, all of my properties that I've lived in. And I'm telling you, they're the only ones I would rock with because I trust the character. They are teachers and they love you. And so if you are in a place where you want to be a homeowner, um, and, I, and I'm telling you right now, and I say this to all people, everyone should be a homeowner, but I specifically want to talk to my brothers and my sisters. We need to own. We need to be homeowners. Follow my teachings and you will become a homeowner. But if you're saying, you know, within the next year, I want to get into a home. I want to get a home for me and my kids. You have to reach out to my friends over there at Churchill because they're going to start putting in healthy habits. They're going to develop a system with you that let's say, for example, you're not ready today. Well, Churchill is going to spend some time with you and give you the system to get you ready for homeownership within the next 90 days or within the next six months because they love you as much as I love you. So go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash church heal. That is C-H-U. C-H-U-R-C-H-I-L-L. -C -C it's not two H's, all right? But like I said, the link is in today's show notes. Check them out. Uh, because I want to help you build healthy habits and, and, and get a healthy system so you can be a homeowner. And I'm telling you, man, it, 
wow, it's amazing right now. It's just so amazing right now. Um, here's number three. Not shopping in your own closet. Buying new clothes for every single event. Buying new clothes on every single date that you go to. Buying new shoes, uh, brothers, because you want her to see what your kick game is. Clothing, fashion, and hair is the number one fastest growing consumer products that minorities buy into. I want to say this. Minorities, and, and, and listen to me, it, you know, listen to me and, and to my non-minority people hanging there with me real quick. I want to talk to my brothers and my sisters. If you combine all of our income, we will be the third largest continent on this planet. We'll be the third largest country. We could literally take all of our money and leave and start our own country, right? But here's the problem. They say by 2054, we will have a negative to zero net worth. As I went on to study more about where we are, the number thing that we consume, the number one thing that we spend our money on is hair and fashion. We're the third largest continent financially, but we spend our money on hair and fashion. We spend a billion dollars a year on just hair and fashion. I was reading a study and it said that 50% of women don't wear 25% of their apparel, which equals to about $600 wasted. So you go out there and you buy these real nice things, ladies, but you don't even wear them. You have the tags still on them and they're just sitting in your closet. You just wasted money. Guys, we go out there and we buy shoes just so we can have them in a closet at a collector's item. And I keep hearing people say, oh, man, there's I, uh, it's growing compound interest. What? Oh, yeah, I bought these Jordans for 500. They're worth, you know, two grand now. Oh, okay. You still spent $500 on shoes that you're not really going to wear. Now, I'm not saying don't, don't buy the shoes if you know you're going to wear them. But my thing is don't buy, don't spend money on clothing items so that you can have that as compound interest for you. No, invest that into the stock market. Because while the Jordans will go from 500, let's be honest, to 1,500 to 2,000, eventually it's going to stop. But what if you put that same $500 into the stock market? That 500 becomes 1,500. That 1,500 now becomes 2,700. That 2,700 now becomes 3,300. That 3,300 now becomes $5,000. Your Jordans are not going to scale like that. They're not. $500 in a pair of Jordans is sitting in your closet compared to $500 into the stock market. The stock market is going to go quicker, not quicker. It's going to go longer. Your Jordans will jump quicker. Let's be real. Your Louis Vuitton bag and your Chanel purse. Yeah, it will jump quicker, but it's going to stop. This right here is going to slowly, slowly keep going up. That's why I don't do that. Because everyone says, well, Anthony, man, you, you could have been had your dream car because you made the money. You afford the monthly payment. You're absolutely right. I'm not trying to get there quickly. I'm trying to, when I get there, I stay there and still keep going. And still have the freedom. 
and still be able to do what I want to do and not be stressed out because I got there quickly, but I didn't really get there at the speed that I was supposed to get there. And I want to continue growing. I want to continue going. I don't need to be bragging. I got my dream car. I got my dream car, but I can't do nothing. What? No, man. No. No. How many of you have bought outfits before, ladies? And the tag is still on it. How many of you all have bought items? You got it. And it's just sitting in your closet. It's just sitting there. That's one of the things I love about minimalism, right? Is like their philosophy is like, hey, I'm only going to buy the items that I'm going to actually use. I am only going to buy a home with the rooms that I'm actually going to use. I'm only going to build a home with the rooms that I'm actually going to use. I'm only going to do and have and be around things that I'm actually going to cherish, value, and use. What are you not using in your closet that you can go and sell right now? Kim Kardashian has a closet sale once a month and she sells her stuff. And I was looking at her closet, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, man. And she's selling YSL bags for, you know, a good, good price. She's selling some of her old Louis stuff for a real good, good price. What can you sell right now in your closet? What's in your closet that's preventing you from paying off that credit card? Why do you need five Louis Vuitton purses? Why, why do you need five name brand purses? Yo, have one. Heck, that's it. That's all you need. Have one, you know, name brand purse and get you a couple of two, you know, get you like, you know, two or three Walmart, Target purses. I don't want to be disrespectful, wherever you want to go. Ross, I don't know. But do you really need three, four, five name brands? No, not at all. Not at all. Some of y'all could be actually debt-free today if you sold half of the things in your closet. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I wear my outfit, you know, two or three times. You know, I don't care. I don't care, people. Oh, you just wore that two months ago. I sure did. Sure did. I don't need to have a brand new outfit every time I come to an event. No. What I need is wealth. What I need is freedom. What I need opportunities. I don't want to spend $3,000 on an outfit just to impress you. Why? What? You ain't paying my bills. They're not paying your bills. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Here's number four. Here's a habit that is preventing us, man, from, from, really, from really experiencing the freedom. The freedom that we have. And that's not reading and educating yourself. You guys, um, I'm reading every single month. I'm spending time to make sure that I am educating this brain. This month I'm reading this book, What Would the Rockefellers Do? How the Wealthy Get and Stay That Way and How You and I can too. And man, the stuff that I, I'm, I'm 
I'm, I'm looking forward to learning in this book because I just started reading it this morning, um, is just how they really see wealth, how they identify wealth. And man, and what I love about this is talking about how to change your family's financial destiny. And I, I genuinely do desire to make sure that my family, that I build, change the definition of what wealth is. You know? How me and my father identify wealth is two different people because we come from two different times. I've been exposed to more than what my father has been exposed to. And I want my kids to be exposed to that as well. You know? When it comes to really maximizing your single season, you know, it. I think one of the best things that we could do as single people is read. Not, not watch TV, not tell me what's the latest going on with the basketball wives or Atlanta housewives or um, all these, you know, um, um, TV shows. I, and I'm a TV guy. I, I really am. I genuinely am. But I've also learned watching TV has not made me smarter. It actually entertained my eyes. And it honestly made me think about a bunch of garbage that I shouldn't really be thinking about. And so it goes back to what my, my boy said, 80-20. Make sure that you're putting more in positive than you are not negative. Like watching TV is not negative, but is it is it as healthy? No, it's not. It's entertaining, but it's not educating. Maybe if you watch a documentary, that's educating. But 99% of us, we're going to be watching for entertaining purposes. And again, I'm not knocking that. But what I am saying is, when is the last time you read a book? Not for school, not for work. I'm talking about when is the last time you say, you know, let me get a book to go learn something for myself. Let me go get a book to learn something that will help me become a better individual at my job. Let me go get a book that's going to teach me how to get out of debt, how, what's going to teach me how to build wealth. Let me get a book that's going to make me better in my particular career field. Let me get something that's going to continue educating me. I told you at the beginning of this year that I want to challenge you to read at least one book a month. That is a, and it has to be something about improving your lives, whether this is spiritual or whether this is on the personal development side. If it is a spiritual book, make sure it has practical lessons inside of it that you can apply to your life every single day. OK, I read my Bible every single day. But at the same time. I'm also picking up some knowledge. And what I love about these kind of books is that I'm also thinking that, okay, how does this apply to the word? What scripture aligns with this teaching? And I absolutely love it. Okay. Uh, the Microsoft founder, Bill Gates, says that he reads about 50 books per year. His net worth, $133 billion. Warren Buffett, Warren Buffett <laughs> uh, reads 80% of the day. His net worth, $103.4 billion. Um, so we're seeing that the wealthiest people in the world are reading books way more than what, than watching TV because they're always gaining the knowledge. And here's the last thing. Here's the last habit that is preventing us from really, really, from really, 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 getting out of debt is that we pay ourselves last. And we pay companies first. We pay others first. We pay ourselves last. And we pay others first. I get it. We got to pay Uncle Sam his money. 
We got to pay health insurance. I get it. But before I do anything else, before I pay my mortgage, before I pay any bill, with my net profit that I bring in, I pay God first, then I pay me, then I pay the bills. And it's been working for me because I'm telling God, hey God, I trust you with everything in my life. All the money that I have, it's not mine, it's yours. And because it's yours, here's the 10% back. The other 90%, I'm stewarding it well. And I pay myself, I put money in my savings, I put money inside of my investments. Then after that, I go and I pay my mortgage. Then after that, I go and I pay, um, you know, the bills that I have to pay. But Anthony O'Neill is priority. Some of y'all are saying, man, Anthony, you're just, you're desperate to get married. You're always talking about marriage. And you know what? I'm always talking about money because I love teaching about money. I'm always talking about marriage because I, I, I value partnership. And one of my mentors, Mignon, said, speak what you seek until you see what you spoke. And I'm at a season, man, to where I'm tired of dating three, four, five ladies. I'm at a season to where I, I'm excited about going to the next level because God fearfully and wonderfully made a woman to be my helpmate. We got to stop shaming single people who speak boldly about their desire for marriage. And I say all that I say is after I pay God, and as I'm paying myself, I put money into a saving specifically just for my wife. I have her money in there for her ring. I have money in there for the engagement. I'm starting to save even money now towards the wedding. So that way when I, when I do meet her, watch this, goes back to the six Ps. I've properly and I've priorly planned. I say, you know what, this is what I desire. So why not, Anthony, speak it, put it out into the atmosphere, steward the words that you're saying, but then on the practical side, what are you doing that's going to complement what you spoke into the atmosphere? And, and me, it's, I'm setting aside. I'm saving money, I am paying myself, and within paying myself, I'm saying, God, I want to be prepared for when you do send her. I'm there. I'm ready. And I think every man should do that. And for those of you all who, who try to shame people, and say, I wish he would just get married. I, she always talking about this. Well, you know what? This is how I feel when married people uh, come up to me. Oh, so I'm being single. Well, you're always talking about your kids. Oh, my son and my daughter. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And single people, we don't be sitting here and saying, shut up. Who cares? You value, you love your kids. Single people can value 
marriage, even not being married. We can value that. We can get excited about that. So let's be careful on how we say things to single people who are always talking about marriage. That's cool, great. If you want them to stop talking about marriage, you stop talking about your kids and you stop talking about your spouse because you value that. Let us value the dream, the desire of getting married. Instead of for saying, oh, why are you always talking about it? No, you know what? How about give us some advice? Well, if that's what you desire, here's some things maybe you should put into place. Here's some things you maybe should work on. Here's some things you, sh you should be praying over. As a married person, this is what I see. So listen, I want you to live a debt-free life. But it, to do that, you have to overcome some of these negative habits. Some of these habits that are preventing you from getting to, from getting um, and accomplishing the things that you really do desire. James Clear, author of Atomic Habits, says it takes 66 days to build new habits. So I want you to dump these old habits and start picking up the good ones. Number one, make a monthly budget, a.k.a. a vision. Number two, eat at home. Number three, stop buying new clothes all the time and use what's in your closet. Number four, read and educate and grow your brain. Number five, pay yourself second after you pay God first. You do those five things. It, it, it builds a solid platform for you to build on top of. And you're either going to get out of debt, you're going to build wealth, you're going to start a business, you're going to go to school and finish school. Whatever's on the inside of your heart, God is going to make happen for you. And I'm, I'm super excited about that. And y'all, I'll be honest with you. I, I think for me, my habit that I have to watch is number three, stop eating out. Okay. Stop eating out. I, I have to, I have to eat at home. I don't buy a lot of new clothes. Y'all see me wear the same shirt sometimes on the show. I, I, I I don't care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I really don't care. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I don't really buy new clothes um, like that. You know, I will for like events, but here I'm going to show three times a week. I, they just going to see me in this shirt at least five times this year. <laughs> because you know why? I have goals. I have dreams. I have a vision and I'm sticking to it. But my weaknesses is I can eat out. And I'm working on that habit. What habit do you need to work on? Let me know um, in a comment section. If you're listening to this on podcast, hey, head over to YouTube or send me a DM on IG. Let me know what habits do you need to work on? Do you need to work on making a monthly budget of vision? That's going to be number one. Uh, do you need to, you know, like me, eat at home and stop eating out all the time? Uh, number three, do you need to stop buying new clothes? I'm thinking a lot of ladies are going to say, stop buying new clothes, new purses, new shoes. Um, and then also, do you need to read? Man, I've become a nerd. I am a nerd now, you guys. I actually enjoy reading. When I used to hate it. Because my grammar, y'all hear, hear me talk. I, I don't have the best grammar. Um, but I've I've really become a huge fan of reading. One, it is helping me with my grammar, but then two, the wealth of knowledge that I'm getting, man, I'm getting excited because I want to come back and teach you all. But you know what? Before I can teach you all, I need to teach myself. Never listen to a teacher that is not teaching himself. 
because what is he what what is he teaching? He's not teaching anything. He's just regurgitating what he read. All right. Here's today's scripture. We're going to end today's show. Proverbs 22, verse 6. It says, train up a child in the way that he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Here's today's affirmation. Every day I am building new good habits and destroying old bad ones. I want you to repeat that five times. I really want you to say that proudly and boldly that every single day I am building new good habits and every single day I am destroying old and bad habits. Habits that's preventing me from being a good mother, that's from that's preventing me from being a good father, a good friend, a good supporter, a good lover, um, getting out of debt, building wealth. We have to get rid of bad habits. And if I was you, I would go pick up the book from James Clear called Atomic Habits because he'll teach you how to put systems into place that will get these habits going. And start building new and healthy ones. One of the habits you got to do is save. Make sure you are saving. Make sure you're opening up a prize pool account. Make sure you start putting money into that account. I don't care if you get that account open today, you guys, and you put $5 into it. Put $5 into that account. Save. And make sure you call my friends over there at Churchill. All right. It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Love you. God bless you. And I'm going to see you on the next show. Make sure to hit the thumbs up. And let me know if you liked today's show. Peace out.